So I'd lock up and I'd go, what are they saying? He goes, what? I go, they're yelling, mow me, Augie. He goes, I don't know. I think they're calling you a f- Feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here alone this week as we get ready. Uh, We have a great show for you. We're going to do a little different format this week, guys. Normally, we've got Asian Joe and JD. This week, I I got a great interview with Rico Constantino, and as you've seen the show evolve and move on, It's a learning process for myself and and trying different things. And I I actually really am enjoying doing the interviews. And I have a lot of work on my end uh, to improve on that and whatnot, which is why I kind of went with some guys that I know and will continue to do so with with guys that I'm friends with, uh, with a lot of the Nexus guys and and different guys in wrestling. But uh, I really want to step outside of that. And if you followed this show from the very beginning, I love wrestling. I will always love professional wrestling, but I don't necessarily like talking about it. And the fact that in me and JD have talked about this, it, it essentially, even though you're not gossiping, it's just people want to hear your take sometimes on, on different things going on. It's with me being in my situation with, with my health, with my back and my, my shoulder, it's just sometimes I want to distance myself from just focusing solely on that or or on that uh, in that manner, and and just I want to I like to learn I like to uh, try to educate myself and 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 pick other people's brains and whatnot and I think as you, as you see this show continue to grow and and evolve we're gonna to try to get many different guests from many different avenues of life. On and uh, I got Larry Francis, a great guy, uh, helping helping out with all of this, which I got to make sure uh, to kind of give him a couple plugs. He, he's really, really helping out uh, getting some different guests on this show and trying to get some guys like uh, Thomas DeLauer. I would love to have on. He's an expert in intermittent fasting. And uh, there, there's a doctor on YouTube going. He goes by the anabolic doc. Uh, he's, he's extremely intelligent. Uh, uh, doctor on on steroids and, and shares a similar mindset as myself on that. So uh, as you know, and, and I feel like educating people and and whatnot, and from my past, from twenty to twenty four, that time period, and um, that you don't need them to be successful, and it's just you know try not to to judge anybody on on the things that they do or they're choosing to do but that there is a better way and when when health is the number one priority and um so I'm really looking forward to getting to getting some of these different people on and uh where this is not not just a a bullshit show kind of entertainment wise and we're going to still have those weeks with me Asian Joe and JD because don't get me wrong I'm, I enjoy that and uh I enjoy that a lot, actually. So we're gonna we're gonna make sure that that will be a regular deal. Still, I just sometimes think the show can get a little long when we uh, when we do the interviews and then have uh, our regular show as well. So it's uh, just experimenting different things, taking a look at the metrics, seeing how we do on on a slightly shorter show with just a an open and a close and a, and a nice interview in there. This week, I'm really excited. Uh, Rico Constantino, former WWE superstar tag team champion, uh, former American Gladiators champion, and just uh, an incredibly nice, genuine human being. I think in in wrestling, and uh, for the most part, the majority of guys are are really good human beings, especially especially these days. But you never know when uh, you meet people that you uh, grew up watching or had seen on TV as you were coming up. And, uh, you know, Rico is an extremely talented individual. He's, uh, he's been physical his entire life. And uh, he played uh, an amazing role in WWE for a couple of years, a little over a couple of years, and uh, did everything that was always asked of him, and he excelled. And uh, as, you'll, as you'll hear in talking to him, here shortly, 
his mindset is uh, a mindset that I, I truly admire and respect. And uh, he has that PMA, the positive mental attitude. And I think he, uh, he attacks life that way. And as you know, and, and he's had some, some health, some very serious health issues uh, the past several years. And uh, to see him uh, in, in great spirits and uh, with a smile on his face and, and still, I, I didn't know him well. I'd, I'd met him, we talk about it uh, a few times in uh, Gold's Gym uh, back in 2012 when I debuted as Ryback in the WWE and uh, couldn't have been a nicer guy. And, and just, I was really, really happy to get to catch up, have an opportunity to catch up with him. And I can't thank him enough for coming on the show. But he'll be joining us shortly here. And uh, just to remind everybody, uh, go what's going on with Feed Me More Nutrition. Uh, we got the GTS Sleep Aid is going to be out later this week coming out. And I'll get that up on feedmemore.com. And about seven to ten days after that, it will be uploaded onto Amazon. I really think you guys are going to dig it. Created it when I was on the road with WWE, uh, trying different sleep aids, um, doing and getting, don't want to say you get addicted to anything, but you get, you, you, Get used to doing certain things like doing uh, the, the 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 cough medicine, their NyQuil, uh, you know, doing a couple caps of that to try to wind down because you're wired from driving three, four, five hours or, you know, popping some Benadryl. And so I, I wanted to find something that was strong enough. And a lot of times I would try single individual ingredients and, and they just didn't quite cut it. But when you combine many different natural ingredients that all help calm and relax you, I found it was uh, within anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, I was falling asleep and waking up completely refreshed with no hangover like I would get on the NyQuil or the Benadryl and stuff like that. And uh, with me in supplements, as you've seen, a lot of it has been just from just trial and error and experimentation and seeing what works. And I've always, I've always been tried to do what's best for my health and it's been a learning experience over the years and and I figure you know well if this stuff works this well for me and I was living this lifestyle you know with regular everyday people I really think they could benefit from this and this is one of those formulas so I'm really excited about the uh, GTS go to sleep all natural sleep aid coming out and uh, we got the the 10 count creatine is going to hopefully be out by the end before Christmas hopefully which is a 10 creatine complex uh, with bioparing and uh, glycer pump, uh, glycerol monosterate, but it's, it's glycer pump is a, a trademarked name for it, and uh, it helps uh, the creatine be absorbed better as long as as well as the bioparing. So I think you guys are really really going to dig those uh, two supplements. It was one of my goals. It's on my goal board by my door to have seven supplements in the Feed Me More Nutrition line uh, as we approach. Um, the end of 2018, and it looks like we're going to nail that. So uh, it's always nice to, to mark something off my yearly goal board. Looks like I'll have a few things I'll be able to knock off this year on that. And the rest, they get carried over, add several new goals, and, uh, and try to make 2019 better than ever. But stay tuned also on uh, for feedmemore.com, guys. We're going to have some specials coming up for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Do some uh, pretty cool deals uh, with that as well, but stay tuned, guys. We got Rico Constantino coming up. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. We'll be right back after these messages. Ryback invented this. Ryback invented that. You've all seen the made-up headlines, but the one thing the big guy Ryback did invent is feed me more nutrition. All natural sports nutrition for men and women. Available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Check out feedmemore.com and click on our monthly specials for our Wake Up Unlimited Energy Cherry Limeade, buy one, get one half off, and vanilla, iso-hungry, grass-fed, prebiotic-enhanced protein isolate, buy one, get one half off. We have something for everybody with Feed Me More Nutrition, so swing by the website and check it out for yourself. Feed. Me. More. All right, we are back. And I'm very excited for this week's guest. He's a former American Gladiators champion, former WWE tag team champion, current Las Vegas resident, also born in Las Vegas, much like myself. 
former WWE superstar Rico Constantino. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. Thanks for having me, Ryback. I really appreciate it. And we're both in Vegas. It, it, we are, and uh, you were just talking to you briefly here before we got on, and you were born and raised here also. It is, uh, what, how has Vegas changed in your eyes over the years? Oh, my gosh. Where I'm living now was desert. Uh, Nellis used to do the maneuvers out here. Yep. And I used to come out jackrabbit hunting, you know, with an AK-47, you know. Yeah. And nothing but desert. Henderson was a small place. Yep. Vegas. I mean, Russell was basically it. The Strip, downtown, you know, uh, it, it, it has grown exponentially and it's just too much too much too much it has and I, I remember when i was growing i was born in 81 and there was nothing but desert all around it seemed and, and it, it was it's always been kind of a, a big city but it never really felt like it and right uh, everything was kind of located downtown in the strip and, and that was it and it is uh they've just built out as the years have gone on towards the mountains in every direction i feel yeah. like and uh it is i i noticed you know, I live up north here. That's actually where I used to see you at the Gold's Gym up here, now EOS Fitness. But when I first met you in 2012, there wasn't all that much up here either. And then all of a sudden, uh, as the years, and which is what the appeal to me was, was living up here, that it was pretty quiet. And uh, they have since built thousands and thousands of new homes. And we've got the Golden Knights and then the Raiders coming. And it is, yeah. uh, I talk about it all the time. It's like I notice in the traffic and the way people drive getting some of those California drivers and everything. It's, um, it's a change of pace that I'm not necessarily used to. So it's yeah. nice talking to someone that was here even before me. And it's just, I remember it. coming in from California, you know, you come into the town, yeah. driving North, the whole city light scheme would fit inside the windshield as you came around that corner down in. Yep. Now, when you come around a corner, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's just, it's everywhere. It's, it's uh, just, you know, it, it really, it, it, what scares me is the cost of living has always been great here for the most part compared to other cities. And it scares me with the, the bigger that we get that eventually we're going to start seeing the toll roads and, and everything else. And just, and just, they're already charging for the parking now and the, the, the casinos yeah. and you can kind of see it evolving and it, it's, it's really picked up here as of late, but well, we don't have a state tax. That's why they're yeah. doing all this other stuff. Great for you wrestling, know, by the way, too. That was always yeah. one of the, the appeals for me to come back home and yeah. whatnot because the taxes are heavy as you, as we know in that industry. So, but, so I wanted to catch up with you cause it's been a while. I remember seeing you at gold's gym here in town and I grew up and, and, and watched you growing up and on TV there. And I've been a fan of WWE my entire life. And you never know when you meet other, other wrestlers, you never know, you know, how they're going to react or how they're going to be and whatnot. I remember seeing you at the gym and, and you couldn't have been any nicer. And uh, oh. so thank you for that. But uh, I could tell the moment, the, the minute I met you, you were, you were just, you were a high energy guy. And I dig that you, uh, you were in there going no rest. It seemed like in between sets and just yeah. it, it, knowing your accomplishments of the past, you could just see that you're, you're a war horse and, and uh, you're no joke. So that was uh it was a privilege to get to, to meet you in person actually. Same. And you, back at you, I mean, you were very nice, you know, and you know, being in that showbiz realm, yeah. and it kind of gets to people and gets to their heads yep. and they lose track. Yeah. You know, I, I have always said, uh, we put our pants on the same way, one yep. leg at a time yep. and never forget where you came from. And you have that. I mean, you were very nice to me, even though you, you were on top, you know, uh, Thank and we, we spoke, yeah. you know, and uh, you were coming back off an injury and you had great ideas. And I, and you even included me in one of your ideas. I was like, that's really nice. Yeah. You know? Now, I remember we were talking about the Royal Rumble and, yeah. uh, and, and you wanted to, and to do something coming back, and which I, I thought it was, would have worked out wonderfully. And uh, that was at a point, too, though, during that 2012. They weren't – they bring people back even more now than they were back in that little period right there. It was – and just seeing creative and everything, it was because there was a lot of new guys up there, and the focus kind of was on that at the time. And and whereas, like here in the last in several past several years, I feel like they're bringing people back for surprises again. And but right. I always thought you would have been a great one to come back and yeah, just a surprise, you know. Yeah. I was working two law enforcement jobs at that time. That's yeah, what, I was 
yeah, you know, what what was that like for you? The, the transition from and I because I like to, to do more than just wrestling with, with our listeners out there from from going being a WWE superstar and very popular WWE superstar at that and, and then transitioning into real life essentially because we all that that is an entirely different world and you were in that world for a long time coming up. Well, yeah, uh, I said I was a cop when I was twenty three you know, North Las Vegas. And I spent two years on the force there and then they hired a new chief and I didn't like him. So, you know, you're 26 years old. You're like, ah, I'll go somewhere else and do something else. You know, you're young. Yeah. And that's what my attitude back then. But uh, when I finished my run with WWE, uh, I honored my contract till the end. You know, I was sent home in November, but I honored it till February 2nd because okay. New Japan was calling me. Yeah. You know, and then I went there February 2nd with my contractors over and Bowlby Ken and I had a run as the all Asian tag team champions. Yep. And then I really had to think, here I am, 44. Do I want to go to Japan for three, four weeks at a time, leave the family yeah. at that time? And I said, well, I really don't, you know. And so I said, well, let me put feelers out to see what I'm going to do. And reading my background, you know, I'm a jack of all trades, yep, absolutely. master of none. So... <laughs> I just felt out and there was a police officer who was a, a bail bonds agent. I used to manage him when my brother ran a bail bonds company. Okay. And he said, Hey, I got this place. It's a gig. It's real cool. It's laid back real nice. And I said, okay. So I went and auditioned for it and they liked me. So I had to go to police academy again because it'd been 20 years since I'd been to a police academy. And every five years you have to get re-upped yep. basically. So I went to another police academy. And I got a job at the Palms at Rain when that was all happening. And I worked as a bouncer uh, through my academy days and then got which academy beginning of March, uh, graduated in July, was hired in September with the state. Okay. And, and then in November, I was hired by the U.S. Marshals. Wow. So I had a part-time job there. Yeah. So I was what they call a DSO, a district security officer. I worked right with the marshals in the building, uh, brought prisoners to and from court, to and from jail, uh, transported them here to California, uh, was court officer. You know, I did a lot of high-profile trials, yep. like the Hells Angels and the yeah. Vagos. I did that uh, trial. That was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> with that, um, there was one Hells Angel. I'm not going to say his name. But we went six weeks through trial, okay. six weeks. And he showed up, you know, every day to trial and they were found guilty of everything in Laughlin. And then at the end, uh, he goes, Rico. I said, yeah. He goes, come here. I said, yeah. He goes, give me your autograph. <laughs> I said, why? Why? He goes, I know who you are. You're WWE. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Because I, when I, I used, there was another guy at Gold's Gym that, that worked with the prisoners and he goes, you guys are really, really popular in there. So I was going to ask you what that was like for you if you, if everybody kind of knew who you were and, and, and with all that. Yeah, once in a while I got recognized. You no, know, I didn't have the sideburns, yeah. you know, a yep. long mullet, <laughs> you know. And I had a mullet. Yeah, classic so, wrestler. Yeah, I called it a moulet. It, <laughs> it was nice. but <laughs> You always so, looked the part. Yeah, well, you have to. I mean, you got to. Absolutely. You have to. You're going to be the part, especially that part. Yeah, I mean, something wasn't more opposite of the way I lived my whole life. Yeah, you know, you had to really, I guess, work it out, flesh it out. Yep, you, you know? gotta believe. I, yeah, I never really had any help from creativity or the creative department, yeah. or that I fleshed it out myself. That's what I find that and it was the same on a lot of things that I did. It was you. A lot of that is up to the individual, and when they, they, there'll be guidance at time on certain things, but, but a lot of times, to truly succeed, it has to come from within, and, yeah. and that, that's, it's a mindset more than anything. Was that tough for you, too, in playing a part like that, and, and then, you know, like you said, it's the complete opposite. Do you, did you find that, that people, I, I've always found sometimes wrestling fans, it's, it's no different than playing, we're all playing roles. And it, right. it, it's no different, essentially, than being in a movie, except for we're the, we're the we do the physical stunts as well and everything. Yeah, that there's no cut. Yeah, there's no cut. And it, it's different in that regard. But sometimes I find that they can, they have a hard time distinguishing between the, the role that you play on TV and, and then you in real life. And if you well, encountered that. Yeah. Um, 
well, when they told me I was going to be the stylist, that's all they said. Yeah. And I said, what, hairstylist? Yep. You know, I'm like, oh, what could, oh, you flesh it out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go on Raw Live. Yeah. And I'm going to flesh this out. So I, like Put I said. Put your touch I, on it. Yeah. I did. And I said, well, stylist. I know what I'm going to be. I'm going to be an image consultant. Yep. That type of stylist. New York. So I started thinking along those lines and hopped on the phone to the Godfather real quick because he wasn't wrestling anymore. I said, where'd you get those crazy outfits? <laughs> I said, great I guy lives idea. in Vegas also here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so he helped me with the clothes and I pitched it off in my head. And the next week, you know, I came out black on black the first night, yep. you know, and I didn't want to continue that because that was Stephen Richards gig after right to censor. Yeah. So I, I kept coming out, you know, with the alligator suit and the blue YMLO shirts. And <laughs> I put belly button rings in my ears. Yep. The glasses ma matched the shirt. You know, then the sideburns grew out. Yeah, it's always and, you always evolve it as you go along, and, and yeah. you add to it and, and whatnot. And it's it's always fun to look back where you start and then where it is at the very end. Yeah, and, and just how much it changes. But yeah. to answer your question, um, with the second character, really. It happened, you know, when I was married yep. and my wife's cousin in New York, he thought I really was gay. Oh, wow. And I'm like, he knows me. Yep. You know, and. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. I encountered from family members on my mom's side. I was doing when I went from uh, the big baby face run to, to the bully character um, for, for about three or four months. Uh, I got some text messages from family members uh, saying they were really unhappy with me. And, uh, and, and it was, it's disheartening a little bit. Yeah. You just, you, but you got to take it. I, why well, I took it as well, well I must be really good at my job yep. at the same point as well, but that you don't want them. I'm just acting. I'm not me and the guys, we, we, we talk it over before and whatnot. I'm not really bullying anybody. I it couldn't, that right. couldn't be any further from me. So it right. was, I encountered that a little bit with, with getting some hate. And whatnot. So right. it's always interesting to see what other people go through with the characters that they play. But well, as a stylist, I got the heat. Yeah. You know, I got the heat. And afterwards, I was out there signing autographs. Yeah. And I was a heel. And then more so the makeup character, the exotic Adrian Street character. Yeah. I had people thinking I was that. Yep. You know, and I just politely told them, you know, I'd come to, they'd come to arenas. And I said, no, no, no. I'm married and this yeah. is just a role. And they, you know, they'd understand. But... Another thing is you never, you never go and show a way of life in a bad light. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. one thing I never did. Billy and Chuck and I never did. Absolutely. We never did as Jackie and I and Charlie Haas. Yep. We never, you know, and a lot of my fans were that too, were, were that lifestyle. Yeah. And um, I remember we did Rico's Makeover and we we're in New York. Okay. And we we're going down to some barber shop, a beauty shop and stuff. Yeah. Well, there was a school for the alternate lifestyle kids because they were getting picked on at regular school. Yeah. So they had their own high school. Yep. And my gosh, they all heard I was there and they all come running. And that's the only time El Jackie got elbowed out of the way because he <laughs> was to see me. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. That's uh, no, you're absolutely right. Though. I'm good friends with, with Darren Young former WWE superstar and had him on a bit ago and he's doing the whole block the hate movement and, and, mm. and he, he's helping people all over. And I think as we continue to evolve and grow as human beings, uh, you know, people are going to look back 50 years, a hundred years, you know, from now and see how we were at one point. And I think it's going to be a, a different way. It's always going to exist and, and you're never going to totally eliminate it. But I think it's just teaching kids from the beginning, you know, that however you choose to live your life and to respect that and, and, not to, to paint, like you said, to paint anything in a negative light. It does no good. So No, no. And everybody's entitled uh, to a happy life. Absolutely. No, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Yep. Isn't that somewhere in one of our <laughs> letters in the United States? What is that? The Bill of Rights? I don't know. Constitution? Yeah. Yep. No, <laughs> it, you're, you're right. And it, it's, it's, uh, it makes me happy, though, to see guys like that and that, that has influence and against someone like yourself, you, you, you've got a good head on yourself where you, you know, you can educate people on that because people, people look up to you. Yeah, I, uh, thank you. But I've, I've had a lot of life and I've had a lot of experience. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've been, I think around this globe twice, yeah. you know, just bodyguarding uh, with that Christian group, the power team yeah. and with WWE. 
been all around you know, the world. Yeah. Yeah. I've met many cultures, you know, many, many lifestyles. And just to see how some people live. I mean, India was, wow. I've been there I several a, times. It's crazy, yeah, right? I, I had a hundred, I was bodyguarding the time. Yeah. I had $150 in my pocket and I went out just to go, you know, check the route we were going to go and, you know, for my client. And these kids, you know, some are, are maimed, some are just begging for food. They're so skinny. They look like little skeletons. Yeah. I, I didn't have any money when I came back. I just gave it all away, yeah. you know, to get these silly kids without food. I just, your heart breaks for them. It, it, it's you, a tough thing Yeah. to see that. I remember going the same thing and, um, and, and seeing, we'd be in, and they were driving me to, to the hotel, I believe, and, but everywhere we went, and then you're seeing naked children on this on the on the dirt roads and uh yeah. just the overpopulation and uh it, it's it was the first time i think i really truly understood being thankful to be to live in the united states or just to have the privileges that we have here or the yeah. life that i've had and because you see how other people are born into unfortunate situations and they have no choice at that it's yeah, it just may, it, it's a tough thing to experience, but it's something I wish everybody could experience and see because I think it would put, put people in the right frame of mind overall, and, yeah. and just to be thankful and to get the whole picture of the world, yeah, not just us in our little world here. Just, and yeah, yeah, it's and we think we have troubles. Yeah, and, and when you see what other people are really going through, it just it's yeah. man, I, I'm with you on that. Did you find it tough when you in leaving WWE and just professional wrestling, I guess, in general, but that WWE schedule, because everyone I've talked to and for myself, I, I was so caught up in that. And I, and with my injuries, I had to get away and to prolong my career and do some other things I wanted to do, but that go, 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 go mindset. And and it's, you just become a machine. It's like, and it's just almost like a zombie too, at the same time. Did you, did it take you a while to get acclimated to coming off the road? And, and with just regular everyday life, or was it, since you did that before, was it a smooth transition? I, I hit the ground running. When yeah. I left WWE, I hit the ground running. I went and got two jobs again. In fact, in 2008, I had three jobs. Wow. I was, I was a part-time Clark County Park police officer, Yep. full-time state of Nevada investigator, and a part-time United States Marshal. That is so, incredible. I just, but see, I'm, I've got all the acronyms, ADD, ADHD, OCD. Yeah. You know, I, I've have all that, you know, and I've been that way, like you said, my whole life Yep. working out when I was 20, you know, I, I continue to do all that and work out and take care of family, raise a granddaughter. Yep. You, you, you do know. everything. No, that's, yeah. so I wanted to ask you also with that, because with your health, where you're at now, what happened and just. For, for the for the listeners out there, because I remember hearing something a while back, and I just I remember when I saw you, you looked as healthy as can be. But we we all know as time goes on, and with the wrestling lifestyle is an extremely tough lifestyle, and whatnot. What happened with all of that, and how are you doing now? Because you you look great. Yeah, um, twenty hours in bed a day. Um, wow. But uh, well, what happened was, you know, and it's just not wrestling. Yeah. You know, uh, with my life, I mean, you got it there. Look, look at what I've done. Yeah. Everything was full contact. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's with anything physical. It, it, yeah. It's, you pay a price over time with that. Oh yeah. 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 And, and I remember somebody approaching me after I got a wrestling, wanted me to join that class action suit against Vince. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I going to join that when I have all of this, the whole, my whole life. Yeah. Vince was only seven years of my life. Yep. You know, yeah. I can't put that all on him. Yeah. So I didn't even join that stupid thing. Yep. So, yeah. So um, what happened is like in 05, I said I started my police career. And, you know, that's a rough job in itself. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. I can only imagine. I wasn't a a guy that sat in the car cop. You know, I got out and walked. Yeah. I was around people, especially, you know, with the tourists here. Yeah. I mean, this motto in Vegas is terrible. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not, I made a new motto. Come to Vegas on vacation, leave on probation, <laughs> brought, brought back on extrication. <laughs> 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 that should be the motto. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was, you know, I worked graveyards for like six years, you know, 10 at night to eight in the morning because we were 10 hour shifts. Yeah. 
And some days with the marshals, I'd work the night shift Tuesday into Wednesday morning and then go work Wednesday day. Man, no, you just, it doesn't surprise me with you. Mm. It's, uh, and it was with this, I was looking back and with the, you're one of the, you probably the only WWE superstar or professional wrestler to a uh, former American gladiator champion. What, what oh, triggered yeah. you to, to do that and to, to go after uh, My whole life, I, I was really small. I mean, my freshman year in high school, I was 4'11", weighed 82 pounds. Man. That, and I went to military school then, and we carried the big M1 Grands. Well, my freshman year, I couldn't even carry the rifle. It was almost as tall as I was. Really? I couldn't put it on my shoulder. So me and another short kid used to hold the banner in front of the parade. <laughs> yeah, we were two little short kids. Well, I grew tall and grew skinny and graduated at 5'9", uh, I think, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, at 119 pounds. And I played football, but, you know, it was like we were ahead by so much or we were behind so much, they put Rico in for a couple of plays. Yeah. No, I you got know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the real, only sport I really did was wrestling because the weight class, 98, 105, 112, 119. Yep. That was my four years, so I did good in wrestling. The, you know, and uh, so I started working out when I was 20. I was 126 pounds. Then I started getting weight and stuff like that, yep. and then things started coming up. And then I really started getting that, you know, that routine with the working out. Yeah, I put it towards my life. You know, it wasn't just I got to go work out. It's when can I go work out? Yep. You know, it became a habit. It wasn't just something I did. Part of life part of my life yeah you know two but back then it was like two and a half hours in the gym yeah. you did legs so much you threw up after squat day <laughs> yep you know that's, but that's the older days you know back in the 80s but i did contests and then my first ever and uh mpc i've made uh fifth mr las vegas oh wow then i came back and i was third mr nevada and then i took second mr las vegas and then went to Florida, and I was Mr. Gulf Coast in the heavyweight division. Yeah. And I did all that. And then I got shot in 87, 357 to the right leg. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it bounced off my femur and just traveled down my leg. It didn't. No damage outside of that? No. Just, I was, yeah. had a hole in my leg about that big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, then it all started. And you've just always been physical. Everything. You, yeah. You, everything. I'm the same here my whole life. It, it's yeah. uh, just was born into it and it, it's just a way of life. But and it, so you go into, you, you just, you try out for American gladiators and I got hurt at a construction site, John Wayne airport. Okay. In, uh, Santa Ana. Uh, my, my ACL got uh, torn a little bit, not fully torn, but tear. Okay. And I was sitting on the couch re rehabilitating and then the commercial comes on. Gemini comes on. It was great. Are you tough enough for the American <laughs> gladiators? Come try out. Bah, bah, bah. And it's a four city tryout thing and i'm gonna do universal studios so i tried out universal studios i think it was i don't quote i think it was fifteen thousand people and they picked 20 men and 20 women okay and then they have a round robin tournament and that's how i did you know when when i heard said i was going to go out they i started training on the beach you know climbing up baseball backstops to simulate the wall yep. uh, running in the beach sand with tennis shoes run up a hill jog down run up a hill, jog down. So I did everything I could. And I watched the pilot season of Gladiators. So there was there was Nitro, Laser, uh, Gemini, Titan, and Malibu. Okay. That was the first season. Well, the next season, in my season, Malibu and Titan got dropped from the show and they brought in Turbo and Thunder. All right. So, and that Thunder guy, man, that's a 275-pound guy. No, I remember watching that as a kid, and I'm jealous you got you got to live that. I always wanted to do that as a kid. It, it, but those those gladiators were no joke. Yeah, and they they were just you know, uh, we got you know they got paid just their I guess SAG fee. Yep. You know, or after fee it was television after. But yeah, um, uh, the tryout for gladiators was knocking people out left and right. The first thing you had to do was 25 chin ups in 30 seconds. Oh wow. That was the first thing you did. First and you did thing. a first thing, and people were dropping. Beat like, them out right from the beginning. Yeah. Second thing was a 40-yard dash. You had to do it, I think, under six seconds. Uh, a line, like a shuttle line, you know, touch the line, come back, yeah. first line, come back. That in under so many seconds. Then you had to go one-on-one tug-of-war with another contender. Best two out of three continued. 
Jeez. And then you had an on-camera interview, on-camera interview, and they picked you from all that. Wow. So that's just get making it onto American Gladiators is something in itself right there. And then yeah. and you go on, and then you not only do you go on, but you come champion. Was it 1990, 91? Yes. Man, yes. it was. Uh, what do you remember from that? Everything. <laughs> is it, I, I can imagine just... Is it was tough. Constantly getting those, beat up. Yeah, those gladiators don't play. No, they, they didn't look like it. Uh, Nitro was 225, Laser was about 235, <clears throat> Gemini 260, Turbo 260, Thunder 275. And when they got on me on Powerball, I mean, I was, you know, it takes a good athlete to be American gladiators. You have yeah. to have strength, you have to have agility, you got to have quicks, you got to have think under pressure, you know, and, you know, you gotta, you have to have a little bit of everything, not just yeah. one thing. And, uh, like I said, it's a round robin tournament. You have a, a preliminary round, a quarterfinal round, semifinal and final. And there's also a loser's bracket. So the guy I beat in my first round came back in the finals and I had to face him again. again. His name was John Adams. And there was athletes. I mean, the athletes, I mean, people are a lot better athletes than I were. Just you know, the best just, from all over, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this guy, this decathlete, I was like, oh, a guy got hurt. They were knocking out one or two contenders every other show. Wow. Knocking them out. Yeah, like, you could tell those gladiators them. didn't play. It was like they were instructed to just kill. No, they did that on their own. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah, no, yeah. You know, uh, you know, and, and the producer asked me, you know, why did I come here? And I said, well, I have a measuring stick. And here's my stick, and I carry that around. Yep. Now, you have said that these five guys are the best of the best. So here's my measuring stick. I want to see how I measure up to your guys. And he just looked at me and went, wow. I said, well, that's it. Yeah. I'd do this for free. You <laughs> yep. have, have to pay me. You know? Absolutely. And I got to meet Larry Zonka. Ah, that's great. Man, that guy is a down-to-earth guy. It's always Adam nice when I, you meet the good ones. Oh, that Super Bowl ring was awesome. That <laughs> undefeated Super Bowl. I, yeah, adult. I've never seen one in person. I can imagine. Oh, man. But he was a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know how I rock. You know how I rock. You saw me in the gym. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, yep. I'm the same way. I'm always kind of moving, too. I do it in this, uh, during the show. I'm constantly kind of rocking. I noticed that about you right away, actually. Yeah. That was how, that, that you have, I always I say it's, you have so much energy, you can't, sit, you can't stand still. Right. It, it, it's, and... Zonka saw me at the show and he goes, I know what you're doing. He says, you can do it. I used to do the same thing. Yep. So That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Man. I wanted to ask you in this in for me and coming from wrestling, cause I've always been, I try to be as honest as I possibly can. And that's one thing people, whether they agree with me, don't agree with me. But for me, the one thing I was really happy to, for WWE uh, when they instituted the WWE wellness program um, because I came into wrestling and I equate it to an adolescent mindset. And I like to, I let everyone know, like a lot, all the success I had were without steroids, but I did them from 20 to 24 because mm -hmm. I thought I had to, to make it in professional wrestling. And I, I, I kind of equate it to it. It comes from an adolescent mindset and comparing ourselves to other people. And, and, and we sometimes let what other people are doing become our, our habits and whatnot. And I was extremely happy and I, I will praise WWE till no end. On, on that and instituting that because it was what got me uh, and I never did a lot or anything, never had to, as I've always been a, a big guy and in shape, but you see other people <clears throat> doing it and you think you have to do it and whatnot. But I, I like to send the message because for me it was, I remember being a 20 year old kid at, working at gold's gym and seeing one of my heroes come in when I was a kid and sitting across uh, for me at the gym, at the juice bar with a couple other wrestlers. And I won't say their names, but they were talking about their, their cycles. And that was what put it in my head that, okay, this is all right for me to do because I want to be a wrestler too. And that's just what you do and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I like to try to educate my, my listeners and kids that you don't need them to be successful, especially with what we've learned from them in the past and whatnot. And I just was curious on your thoughts of them. Cause I feel like anytime you're in, in the, in the, physical competition, uh, especially in the past, it was always kind of around and part of the game. What your thoughts on that were or are on it? And are you happy to see WWE Institute, something like that? I, I think it's a great thing and, and for the future. And uh, I think it, it will help prolong life and, and whatnot. And it controls people abusing uh, them and whatnot. And your thoughts on that? 
Well, I echo your thoughts, but I I I was glad uh, that WWE instituted you know the substance abuse when yeah. you help help people yep. get off it, you know, and stuff like that. Me, I was a little older when I went in, yeah, so. I didn't fall into that, you know, pain pills and stuff like that. I ate ibuprofens like M&Ms. Yeah, me too. You know, and I had, I, when I came home, I got massages. I yeah. had to take care of my body. Plus, I was old. Yeah. Older. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I debuted on TV at 40. That That's almost unheard of, too. <clears throat> I think the only one that, that I, I heard on, <clears throat> uh, it was a documentary, uh, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts, yeah. where DDP Great. was great in that yep. and i think he debuted at 35 yeah ddp was one of the older ones in right. as far as when he debuted and whatnot so that i mean it's not an easy business and especially that schedule up there and in yeah. going because you go when you yeah. go up there but it was it's one of the things i'm just i'm happy to see and like with all of it i'm like the chair shots to the head i think all of that protecting the the performers because the life is hard enough as it is and yeah. in doing it at that four or five days a week, year after year after year, just anything they could do to to help you stay healthy. Is, I agree. It, with that. Take is, care of your employees. Yeah, absolutely. take care of them. You know. Yeah. So, so that's your money. That's where you That's where you make your money. The exactly. longer and the healthier they are, the, the better it is for everybody. Just from a business yeah. standpoint, even if you say, yeah. "Well, the hell with the human lives," but from a business standpoint, it's good just for that. So right it, now with the steroids, when I went in, yeah, you know, I came up with Batista. Yeah. Cena. Yep. Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Monsters. Uh, I have that down. You came in a, with a hell of a class. Yeah. I mean, what am I going to do? Get do steroids? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I thought I, my whole thing was be entertaining. Yeah. And that's what I was down in OVW. Yep. Entertaining. Yeah. You know? And uh, I, I was glad I went to OVW. I mean, Cornette, yep. you know, he believed in me and he kept saying, Damn, I can't believe you're 39. I can't believe you're this old. I think you're 25. Yeah. You know, and I figure mind over matter. It is. You it's how you I, conduct yourself. It's how you feel. It's what you yeah. believe. If you don't feel old, you're not old. It's, yeah. uh, I was going to ask you about that because I was at, I, I, I got to spend a year in OVW myself. And did I, you meet Bolin? I did meet Bolin. I know Kenny Bolin very well from my time down there. He was still, he was still an active participant down there. And, uh, and I met Cornette briefly. Down there when I, I came in before I went to Deep South Wrestling, and then it kind of was a changing of the guard a little bit. Mm -hmm. They brought in Al Snow and Heyman, Paul Heyman, and uh, I was around those guys during that. But I was going to ask you how you enjoyed your time in OVW, because I, I loved living again in Louisville, Kentucky. I have great memories. I was there for three years. and uh, Yeah. Oh, I, I loved it. I was the first contract, developmental contract, to go to OVW. Okay. I was the first guy, July 99. Man. And Cornette was going down there. Yeah, with Danny Davis, and he Danny already had his Ohio Valley Wrestling established. It was already on TV, and he had a core guys. He had yeah. a set of core guys. You know, Nick Dinsmore, Rob Conway, Flash Flanagan, uh, 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 Trailer Park Trash. Uh, Doug I remember Basham, all those guys. Danny yeah, Basham. Yeah, Basham. You know, so there was. If it wasn't for them, I don't think I'd have made it up top. Yeah, I mean, I had all the enthusiasm in the world, but I had no psychology. Yeah, you know. Uh, those guys really poured effort and time in me, but I practiced, you know, I'd even come to the beginner's class where those guys would teach people in the area. Yeah. I would even go to the beginner's class yep. just to get as much as I could. Cause I knew time was, time was of the essence for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. Go all out. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Bolin, I wouldn't have got my run as he, as a heel. Yeah. Bolin, you know, cause I, I tore my quad in the middle of a heavyweight title match and I went out and I was going to come back, and Cornette was going to bring me back as a face. Well, Bolin said, bring me back as a heel. And Cornette laughed at him and says, that's our top baby face. He can't come back heel. He can't. And Bolin kept going, yes, he can. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. And then finally Cornette caved and said, I'll give you six weeks. If he ain't a heel in six weeks, I take him back. Yeah. Bolin said, fine. So uh, six weeks, you couldn't even tell I was a baby face. I mean, with Bolin services, and yeah. I became the role model. <laughs> Bolin was great at getting heat. God, yeah. That's and, a, it's such an important part of the psychology, and I, it's something I was going to, and I've got to experience. I've done, uh, I get to, I still wrestle, even though I do my business and, 
everything and investing now. I, I like to still go wrestle, just not on the schedule that I was doing. But I always and tell people, it's not just wrestling moves. It's the psychology. It's the character. Yeah. That is how you become a megastar in wrestling because yeah. just doing the moves is, is a very – don't get me wrong, the moves have their place in pro wrestling, but it's yeah. it, it's a combination of, of a multitude of things that really, and, and not everybody understands it, but if you do understand it, you can do very, very well in this. And, and yeah. Well, the crowd's smart now. It's yeah. not like in the 80s, the crowd wasn't smart. Yeah, it's a whole different they're, world now. Yeah, they're smart, and they're they're even trained to bark on cue. Yep. But yep. you got to give them a reason to bark. Yeah. You know, it... it the, the 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 stupidest thing I did as the manager for Billy and Chuck as the yeah. stylist is at the ring when I pulled off that rubber top and I started to put my hand in it. Yep. That was the stupidest thing, but the crowd would go bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. It's always that's, that's how it always goes. Yeah. It's just, you, you allow them to come in and give them an opportunity, and they will. Yeah. And it's oh some, yeah. It's it's but it's being patient and, and realizing that and letting it. And just in taking your time at times, and it's uh, it's a skill. It really is, and especially yeah. at that level, WWE. But that's causing, allowing people to come in with you and be a part of the character or a part of the match, and that's yeah. what makes pro wrestling special, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know the Adrian Adonis character was supposed to be a heel. Yeah. It was a heel on Raw. Well, the crowd turned me babyface. Yep. It's hard. Yeah, it's no. hard to boost when it's just that charismatic and, and entertaining. It's. And you often see that it, it, people, they'll start cheering it. Yeah. Oh, man. I went over to Japan, and we were there for two days. Dean Malenko was the road agent for me and what I was going to do. And first night, I was supposed to wrestle Stephen Richards, and he was a face. And we went out there, and they didn't give Stevie anything. But I started doing my karate kicks, and <laughs> and they were cheering me. Oh! <laughs> And after, you know, Steve won the match and I'm laying there because he gave me the Stevie stunner. And then I start trying to get up, you know, working. And then they were, they all start clapping. Yep. And then they clapped as I went up the ramp. And I was like, what the heck? And they were cold. I remember wrestling. They were calling me Momiyagi. And I didn't speak Japanese. Well, yeah. was in Japan. So I'd lock up and I'd go, what are they saying? He goes, what? I go, they're yelling Momiyagi. He goes, I don't know. I think they're calling you a f <laughs> So I, I start, you know, giving the crowd, you know, yelling at the crowd. Yep. And they're yelling Momiyagi. Oh. So I'm like, well, okay, good. Well, now they understand me here, but they're cheering me. So I go in the back and I walk to one of the lighting guys, the gaff guys. I said, what's Momiyagi? What are they saying? He goes, oh, they saying side burns. Ah. I said, what? Cyburns? And that's what they were yelling. So I went over and smacked Steve in the head. I said, they're not saying calling me Cyburns. <laughs> he said, you're the idiot. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> so the next uh. night, Dean made me go out there and wrestle Val Venus because he was Chief Morley. Okay. He was a bad guy. So I got turned to face right there in Japan yep. as a stylist. Man, so it's, those yeah. are moments, man. That, that's just natural moments, and you just go with it. Yeah. That it, I'm it, glad it, Dean was smart enough to go with it. Yeah, it's a little different to sometimes up there. And when I was there, it's they they have a direction, and, and they don't like that necessarily outside. But live events are one place where you could tend to get away with stuff sometimes. But yeah, or it used to be a lot more, and it's a little tighter now in, in the way that it works. But those are the really cool moments that make professional wrestling fun when you can just. Yeah. Kind of go with that. I was going to ask you about with you know, and you came up in a period where social media and it wasn't what it what didn't exist like it is now, and what your thoughts on social media today are, and with how much it has let people into the business, and a lot of that is WWE also, but again, and it's a lot of other outside things too. Just people are privy to, to much more information, and there's people that love to give the information up and whatnot. What are your thoughts on that and, and social media and pro wrestling today? Well, well uh, I don't do social media. Smart man. One, yeah, one, it's just too much. And two, if I couldn't answer everybody back, I would feel like a heel. Yeah. You know, if somebody takes the time to write me, I I need to take the time to write them back, yeah. and I'm just not physically able to. Yeah. It's... So I stay off of social media. Plus plus the thing where we'll click, take a picture, this is what I had for breakfast. 
that's a little overboard. It's crazy, Rico. Yeah. I'm telling you, I and I have a business in my own supplement line, and unfortunately, with business today, a lot of it in social media is really important for that. But I've I've hired people to take over my other accounts, and I'm still active on one of the Instagram ones with that because my my other accounts are tied into it. But my ultimate goal is to actually turn it all over and have it off my phone altogether. I've gotten yeah. rid of. I don't do the Facebook or Twitter anymore, or things of that because it's just it's. It's too much. Yeah. It, I have two accounts. Yeah. But they're not me. Yeah. <laughs> it's somebody else. Hopefully they are answering everybody back and, uh, and correctly. I, I, yeah. But uh, yeah, social media is a lot. With, the, in, with, with today's wrestling also, I was going to ask you before we go ahead and wrap this up. I don't know. Do you still keep up with wrestling today? Or do you still watch the product? Are you still a fan or is it kind of a, a little bit removed from it now? I'm removed from it. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. I couldn't follow it. I'm more the old style wrestler. Yeah. Good and bad. You know, yeah. It's, a, it's a different like period now. Yeah. And you have to work into it. Yeah. Now I always tell people and it, it's everything evolves over time, but it, it's kind of a, uh, the product has definitely changed, but and the guys and I'm, I'm friends with everybody, the majority of the guys in WWE and everybody's talented and, 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 and bust their asses. And it, it's just from a business standpoint. And I always, WWE's the 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 biggest player in the game, and, and they, yep. they they I always said, and I tell people with Vince, I didn't agree with everything, and I and I've voiced my opinions on different things as far as it pertained to me, but you could stay At there. Least Vince talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> were you not a Vince? Were you? Did you not have any? Did you have no. any interactions with him at all? I think a couple, not much. Just kind of like in passing in the hallway, sort of thing. That's it. Yeah. How are you doing? And then walk off. Yeah, he man, he used to. If he would see me in the hallway, he'd shove me from behind and try to, he, that, you turn around, you're ready to punch him, and you don't know who it is. You think just think somebody shoves you, and it's Vince. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah oh. then you, he knows you're not going to touch him. The, uh, yeah. It's always well, interesting to see it. everyone's it, – it, 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 I think for me, too, it, it, it takes a little bit to kind of uh, – to establish a relationship. But, again, in, in my situation, it, it kind of happened because I was thrust into the main event scene. You, you have to – you have no choice but to develop a relationship at that point because yeah. you, that's that, that you're in, if you're involved in, in that there, but like, there's a lot of guys that don't, even though they, they always, I always look at it. If I was the boss of a company, I, I would want to talk to my employees, but it, it's, it's a, it's a different environment there altogether. It's not a regular workplace and, uh, right. and it's Vince McMahon. So it's, it's just a different, it's a different world. Oh, I tried. It just, yeah, no, I know. It, it's, I was always kind to him. Yeah, no, it's just, just it is just in a different, it, it's just an entirely different world. And that's all I can tell to people uh, yeah. on that and whatnot. I was going to ask, to close this up, Rico, I always like to ask uh, the guest on this show, and you have a lot of, a lot of life experience. You've, you've been through a lot. You've experienced a lot. If you can give one piece of advice uh, to the listeners out there, anything at all uh, to help them in life, something you've learned, what would that be? Well, first and foremost, be kind. Yes. Be kind. You know, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Yeah. So I tell everybody, I'm lazy, so I, I smile all day long. <laughs> so just advice. try to be kind to somebody, yeah. you know, in your life. Uh, but, and for this, I got this on my Skype thing. I've always believed what your mind can conceive, your heart can achieve. Yep. And that's anything. People told me I wasn't going to be in WWE. People told me I wasn't going to be anything. They always were haters. Yep. And there was bullies back when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, and they always told me what I couldn't do. Well, I love those people. Yeah. Because that just made me a stronger person. Yep. So don't let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. You make the decision. And if you want something hard enough, you'll work for it. Yep. And you'll make it worth having because you don't work for something and you get it. You don't treat it with respect. I got a quote on one of them. I got posters all around my house and there, there's one that says, if you want something as, as bad as you want to breathe, you'll get it. Like if, oh. Essentially, like, you know what I mean? If, if that feeling, you know, if you were gasping for air, how bad you want that next breath, if you couldn't, that, that will, that kind of hunger, you'll go get it. I will tell you 
that that's true because I've had to gasp for breath yeah. recently the last couple of years. And you really want that breath. I've had, I had two blood clots, one in each lung. Man. So, you've, you've, you know. No, it's incredible. I think that's a testament, like I said, to, to you, you, you have a strong will to, to not only survive, but just, just to be your best. And you've done it from an early age and, and you're an incredible story. And I, and I, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Cause I, I think you, you, the message that you put out there and you, you just, you're a good human being and, and you were a great oh, professional wrestler. And, I'll tell everybody. And I don't regret anything. Sure. I don't, I don't regret anything I did in my life, yeah. the ups and the downs. Because the downs got me to where I was yep. up. You learn from those downs. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, the only thing I really haven't done is jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> but my ex did it at 50. Oh, wow. So, yeah. You never know. Never say never. <laughs> uh, well, now I can't fly. do that. But yeah. that's the only thing I really never did. But yeah. I don't regret anything. And, and if you do something, don't have any regrets. Just go do it. What have you got? I Blues. love it. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I was... Really been nice. Absolutely. Rico, thank you again. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages, guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback. And I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at fuelmeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. Fuelmeals.com. Feed me more. And we're back. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Rico. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Uh, once again, being able to sit and chat with him, and uh, I'm very happy uh, for him. He seems to to be in very good spirits, and um, as, as, like I said, as the show continues to grow and evolve, we're going to get more and more guests on here uh, from all walks of life, and uh, as long as well as with pro wrestling, as well. <clears throat> with that, we'd like to go ahead and do the tips of the week. I know that a lot of you. Uh, we get some emails that uh, that people like the tips of the week to be in the show every week. And uh, so I will do my best to honor that. Sometimes we go a little long and we cut down, but uh, we'll always do, I'll do my best to try to get these in each and every week. Tips of the week. Yay. Book of the week this week is rule number one, investing the simple strategy for successful investing by Phil town. Uh, Talks about ROIC, return on investment, capital sales, earnings per share, equity, cash, things to look for. Uh, essentially, the book, the five things to look for uh, when investing in a company, in a business, buying a business, essentially. And uh, a lot of Warren Buffett principles and that. Huge fan of Warren Buffett. And uh, not not as much of a fan of uh, is the, the quick day trading and whatnot. And I know there's a lot of people that, that have, done really really well in that but it kind of to me it's it sort of a form of gambling and you can't always uh you're trying to predict which way the market's going to go and um but if you you look at these certain things in in a business and the numbers don't lie you give yourself the the best chance to uh to do well in the stock market over time quote of the week this week i am who i am your approval is not needed and that is from uh, the Quotes app. You know, there's quotes everywhere in this. There's memes with quotes on them. There's just quotes everywhere. I try to find quotes I could relate to. And, uh, and you live your life that way as well. So, but there's a, there's a billion quotes out there, guys. So find, find the ones that relate to you that you can internally, they just click and you go with them. Nutrition tip of the week. Nutrition, nutrition. Don't know what I said the first time there. Thyroid support. If you guys, a lot of times, uh, a lot of, and I rec highly recommend getting blood work done uh, and having a regular physician and just knowing where your overall health is, especially as we get, we get, uh, 
uh, older and whatnot. But I, I've, I've done this since I was in my early 20s. And uh, sometimes, oftentimes, with, with genetics or different, different, there's used to be fat burners that were really, and there's still some out there that are really bad for your thyroid. And uh, people that consume extremely high amounts of caffeine is your, your adrenal glands and can become fatigued, essentially. So this is, uh, and with Feed Me More Nutrition, we're actually, it's something I would like to create a really nice thyroid support down the line as well. But the one that I, I take right now that, that works really, really well, and, it, and my, blood, my blood work shows my thyroid functions at a higher level uh, while I'm on this supplement, it's uh, made by Z- Zhou or Zhu, uh, Z-H-O-U. You can get it on Amazon is usually the easiest way with that. Thyroid support with iodine. Uh, it's for energy, metabolism, and focus. And like I said, you know, get blood work done. And uh, you get a, you get a you know, full panel of blood work and uh, check different things. You could really, you can nip things in the butt with, with uh, problems going on internally by just staying on top of this stuff. And uh, if there's some, sometimes you feel like if you know, you, you think you're, you're putting on body fat a little easily, a little too easily, you're not, you're not, you don't look as good as you think you should because you know, you know how you're eating and, and, and working out, you know, you got to look internally. Sometimes there's something going on that that's out of our control a lot of times, oftentimes. And uh, you give yourself the best chance to be as healthy as possible by doing stuff like that. So, Workout fitness tip of the week, uh, seated bicep curls on an incline bench where you just kind of put it at a slight incline. You could, you could adjust it uh, to your preference on that, and you'll see as you move it up or down a little more, the, essentially the further back that you go, it will, it will stretch the arms to a certain point a little more. Uh, you don't need to use uh, heavy as a weight on these. I recommend actually going way lighter. And, and just to get the feel of it, uh, these seated bicep curls are on an incline bench. And it will essentially, it will just really, really put the tension on that bicep head. And you'll, you can really feel the stretch. And there's, like I said, you're not going to probably use the same amount of weight that you would use, you know, on, on standard, standing dumbbell curls and whatnot. It's really, really a good, a great exercise to focus on form. And I've said it, you being younger, I used to swing around heavy weights. I remember in being back at Deep South Wrestling and 297 pounds and literally grabbing a pair of 120-pound dumbbells and doing dumbbell curls with them. But I was that wasn't super strict. I was definitely swinging my body and uh, straining my shoulders. And I look back and, and I just say, I, I wish... Me now could go back and talk to young me sometimes on some of the stuff I used to do in the weight room and whatnot. So that's a great exercise there, though, to to focus on form. And that's it for the tips of the week this week, guys. I want to give a shout-out here, though, to Larry Francis. He's uh, the guy helping out with the interviews. Uh, Want to go ahead and give him a little plug here uh, with Why It Ended for Robbie E. Live Sunday, November 18th. At Jimmy's Famous Seafood, great food at Jimmy's. They've uh, they they hook up a lot of the guys, a lot of the wrestlers. They have the meal prep thing too. Great meals over there, Jimmy's Famous Seafood. They uh, with the meal prep. They actually, I got my deal with Fuel Meals though, and uh, and I ended up staying with them with Fuel Meals because they they they've treated me really really well. But uh, the the food from Jimmy's, I, I really dug those their meal prep meals as well, and I believe they're still doing that. But the food at the restaurant is uh, just amazing. But anyways, why it ended with Robbie E. It's going to be at 6526. Let me see. Bird Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland. Apologize if I'm... Uh, yeah, H-O-L-A-B-I-R-D Avenue. Jimmy's Famous Seafood, though, and they're going to be featuring James Ellsworth and Francine. And that's live Sunday, November 18th. Coming up here, great show with why it ended with Robbie E. I did that one as well, and I, I really, really enjoyed uh, being a part of that interview. With that, in closing of this week's show, do some tips here. 
And uh, for all fan mail, guys, for myself, please send it to 752740 Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. We got all the new Feed Me More Nutrition shirts. Uh, we're actually going to be having those listed on the FeedMeMore.com website as well um, on there, as well as the big guy Ryback shirts and everything on Amazon, under Amazon merch. But if you just do a Feed Me More Nutrition search or any of those, the shirts will pop up, but they will be on FeedMeMore.com as well. Feed Me More Nutrition available on Amazon and FeedMeMore.com, eBay for international orders, and at Wise Chiropractic here in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. For personal video shout-outs from myself, go to cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. Professional wrestling bookings, book the big guy at yahoo.com or showbiz at aol.com to get a hold of uh, Bill Barron's. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service, FuelMeals.com. Save 15% with discount code TheBigGuy. And follow us on social media at CWTBG, at Ryback22, and at FMMNutrition on Twitter, at FeedMeMoreNutrition on Facebook, TheBigGuyRyback22, FeedMeMoreNutrition, and Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram, Ryback247 on Snapchat. And you can watch this show on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash feed me more channel please like and subscribe guys and as always your reviews for the podcast on itunes stitcher are greatly appreciated guys you've just listened to another episode of conversation with the big guy thank you feed me more